This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So did you test? I did. It was negative. So not COVID, I guess, just a cold. Ugh, that's good. I Seriously, I thought, oh my God, that work party... Let's <laughs> got COVID at the work party. I know, but I didn't. Okay. Just, uh, something else. Phew. <sighs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why you should share your expertise. Then we have a special guest, Fantasy Island composer Genevieve Vincent is going to talk about how she She's given the show its musical identity. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack is a gift idea inspired by our former assistant, Lauren. She gave us a very personal and wonderful rap gift that we enjoy every single day. Yes, but Sarah, first we have an update. Well, one, I am have a cold, which you can probably hear in my voice. So yeah. apologies to everyone for my voice today. <laughs> it's not COVID. I took a test, but it's a bad cold. And then, Sarah, the Hollywood hack in episode 282 was friction erasable pens, which you've been using and Violet's been using. Well, our listener Katie wrote in to let us know that you can get refills for them. So they're also environmentally friendly. Which is amazing. You know, we're all trying to be a little kinder on the earth and having refills in these pens that I love and use all the time. <laughs> It's definitely going to save some plastic. And then Katie also suggested, Sarah, that we get white leather Nikes embossed with a scaly print for our fancy sneakers. Remember, we were talking about wanting to get sneakers to wear to events. And she points out that these Nikes are cool and they let us bring our iguana talisman with us to work events because they have the scaly pattern. Yes, this is such an insightful idea. You know, we love pairing. And this is like pairing our pristine party sneakers with our work talisman. So that's Amazing. Thank you, Katie. Okay, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's Share Your Expertise. Yes, we were guests this week at the showrunner training program that Sony does. And it's run by the wonderful Jeffrey Glazer, who's an executive. I mean, we have known him probably like since one of our very first jobs. Um, We've known him forever. And now he's at Sony and he runs this program among many other things. And he was like, can you do this panel on staffing a show? Well, 
I mean, we love staffing shows and we love talking about staffing shows. So we were like, of course we can. Well, and first of all, it's just nice. It was a Zoom thing, obviously. It's just nice to see a lot of faces on your screen of people who are like, on the verge of running shows and who are still so excited about it. I mean, we are too, also, honestly. And who are who really want to be like the best showrunners they can be. And what we realized is that in sort of talking about our thoughts on staffing, it really helped us crystallize our opinions. Like, there's nothing like talking about something to make you think about it and reflect upon it and sort of hone your opinions. Yes, and we've talked about how... That's part of why we like to do this podcast. Yes. Like it makes us more introspective. It makes us more thoughtful about how we approach our jobs. And having this opportunity to kind of share our expertise about staffing shows, let us do that on that topic. And we think we're quite good at staffing shows. We have pulled together some really wonderful staffs. So it was nice to like also reflect on that and be like, why this person? Why that person? What about that dynamic? Yeah, the other thing, Sarah, that I thought was interesting is that it also makes you more aware of what you need to work on when you share your expertise. Yes. Because we had questions about how we deal with a writer when it's not going well. And as I was trying to address that question, I kind of realized that's not a strong suit. I mean, it certainly isn't for me. i think you might agree with that. Well, I, I mean, I have a two-part response to that, which is, I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that because we have, in general, hired very well, yes, we have avoided some of the really bad situations that other people have to deal with. That is like, very true. We just haven't had a horrible situation that we had to sit someone down and, and yeah. have that direct conversation about, you know, a particular issue. Yes, but I do think there are times when you feel like someone could be giving more, offering more, yeah. or they're slightly off in, in their direction. And I do think it would be valuable for us to have those really specific direct conversations. Yes, agree. And I think we tend to not want to have that conversation, instead try to guide them more indirectly. Yeah. And as I was talking about it, I was thinking, I really want to work on that. So I'm going to resolve to work on this next time we're in season on something. Hopefully Fantasy yeah, no. Island. <laughs> we are the masters of guiding indirectly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will try to guide more directly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And that, of course, it's important to share your expertise because people really do benefit from it. I mean, we have benefited so much from other people's expertise. We went, when we were just running um, Women's Murder Club, our first show, we went to the showrunner training program that the WGA had just started at that point. Yeah. And it was tremendously helpful. Yes, it really was. It it made it so much easier to step into a job that we had never had before that is really a massive job. We really feel the responsibility to train people. So many people now are being thrown into the showrunner position without a tremendous amount of experience. So if we can help people be more ready for that, we 100% want to do that. Yes. Not just for them, but for the people who work for them. Yes, 
It's a, a job that has many components and the only way to learn is to either do it or have someone who has done it talk to you about it. Yeah. So anyway, very glad we were included in that and um, we learned from it as well. Coming up, Liz, we're going to talk to Genevieve Vincent, the woman behind our amazing Fantasy Island score. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for our Hollywood Jobs segment. And today we're talking to Genevieve Vincent, our amazing composer on Fantasy Island. Genevieve is an award-winning Canadian composer, songwriter, and music producer based in Los Angeles. Her scores include Sony TriStar's critically acclaimed rom-com, The Broken Hearts Gallery, for which she won a BMI award, the Apple TV Plus docuseries Gutsy, executive produced by Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, and HBO Max's What Happened? And Brittany Murphy. And of course, she's currently our wonderful composer on Fantasy Island. In addition to her scoring, Genevieve is half of the electronic duo Dark Dark, signed to Network Music Group. And she's a super cool person. She is. Genevieve, thanks for joining us today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to talk to you about composing because it's the most mysterious of all of the elements of showmaking to us. <laughs> <laughs> And it's can so you, important. It can save yes. a, a bad episode of TV, which hopefully we don't make any of those, Sarah. But if we did, <laughs> a, a bad episode of TV can be saved by a great composer. It's true. So Genevieve, can you just explain the process for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So it starts out with a spotting session. And that's where, I mean, all spotting sessions are different. But on our show, we have the executives, we have the showrunners. Oh, my God, my dog is trying to break into my studio. Um, we have our dogs. Um, we have the music supervisor. We have the music editors. We have often an editor. Sometimes we have a surprise writer or a other member of production. And so basically, the spotting session starts out where people are essentially, we're going through the episode scene by scene. And we're discussing, well, I'm basically getting my marching orders. I'm basically being told like, hey, this episode, this is the sort of vibe of it at first. And then, you know, we start to go through scene by scene and talk about the music in this scene should be like fun and upbeat, or the music in this scene should be like more serious and sad. Or, you know, we have specific ideas, or we actually don't have any specific ideas. Like, do you have ideas? 
So we start out with like this big conversation at the beginning of each episode. I don't know if I should get into more detail than that, but that's no. kind of... <laughs> that's great. The, and then from there, the music editors, and we have some really good ones on Fantasy Island, McD. They're taking really detailed notes. I'm taking really detailed notes. Music supervisor Melanie Mitchell is taking really detailed notes. So we basically come out of that with this spreadsheet of super detailed notes on what everyone said and kind of like a gen, and then our own notes about what we think it means. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, I basically take that as like a blueprint for my work for the week. And usually, I mean, we, our timelines vary. It can be anything from like, you know, four days to 10 days to it just really depends. But I basically use that as my Bible. So I like, I'll go act scene by scene, act by act. And I will just knock out as much music as I can sort of per day. I have an idea of how much music I have to get through per day. This is all just very technical because the creative side is definitely a part of it. But the first <laughs> thing I think the first thing I think about is kind of logistics because I kind of have to like produce myself once I get the the sort of direction. Yeah. So well, I sort that, of lay, lay that out. Yeah. Well, that goes to a question we have, which is so obviously, I mean, you season one worked under the most intense deadlines. <laughs> I mean, the only people who had worse deadlines than us were you, I think. Yes. <laughs> and my question is, somehow you managed to do that and make the music great. But is it easier, like was season two easier because you had the sound of the show? And also, I'm curious, creatively, how would you describe our sound? Because I don't know if I know how to describe it. Yeah, it's funny. I think the first season, first of all, it's like probably the f most fun thing anyone could ever score because every episode is completely different. So you're like, right. ooh, I get to write like Victorian <laughs> music. Ooh, I get to write reggaeton, adjacent, you know, island sort of jazzy. I mean, it really picks from all genres. And I think that's what makes it so fun and so unique. And so I would just say it's like really genre blending. Mm. But with an overarching sort of sound that's really contemporary, and I think kind of sits in the pop scope. So even when we're kind of going like Victorian or more island and I won't speak to any of the themes in season two because I don't think I'm yeah. allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still sort of staying in that like contemporary pop adjacent world. And Genevieve, one of the things we love that you've done is use the original Fantasy Island theme, but recreate it in a really current way. And then like find different ways emotionally to use it in your score. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So I think the first time we really explored that was in the, it was kind of in the like pitching phase and that was doing the main title theme. And I think that the, the challenge was to sort of make it sound modern and fun and cool. And, and then, you know, the original reference is so sort of like orchestral and cinematic so what I did was kind of extract the primary part of the melody. And then I did something, this is a little dorky, but, you know, we're going to get technical, is I reharmonized it. So I basically changed the harmonic context of the melody. And it's kind of like changing all the colors of it or something. Like mm. the structure stays the same, but all the colors are different. So it changes tone, 
And I do that in various ways. With the main title, I basically did like kind of a island sounding pop track with like a complimentary harmony that let the melody, you know, shine. I actually sang the melody. Um, Can you sing it? Can you or hum it right now? Yeah. I love it. I get chills every time. So basically, like, sometimes we have, you know, we always have different moods that, you know, you want to bring the theme in for. And I think the theme became really the island sound, right? And so whenever, you know, the island is speaking in, in, in certain ways, like, we want to bring that back. And we also bring it back um, for Rourke uh, when she's having moments. And so... If it's a tense moment, then we color it with minor stuff. We, you know, color it with, yeah, it gets very nebulous. Like the way I think Mm -hmm. about music is probably really weird, but everybody thinks about it differently. I think it's just kind of like creating, when you're making that new environment for the melody, you're pulling from all the other aspects of the scene. And so like, for example, if it's like Rourke with Ruby, and then they're having a conversation about something tense. I'm trying to bring in sonic reminders of Ruby. I'm like bringing in like the sound of tension. And I'm like using those tools that we established in season one to reframe the theme for like that Rourke conversation. So we're bringing the the main theme in again, and now it sounds completely different. Right. And one of the things you do that I love and find very mysterious is you create a theme for each character. So we have sort of the fantasy island theme, which is the island and also like a little of Rourke in there. But then like Ruby will have her own musical theme. And Mel and Ruby. Mm-hmm. Mel and Ruby have a musical theme. Javier has a musical theme. Everyone, and then you kind of weave them together in this magical way. Yeah, it's really fun. It's sort of like doing medleys, mm. you know, or like there's a lot of like medleys in, in the score. There's a lot of like canons that happen to do that. And in season one, like that was so... I mean, it was wild, but, like, it was my baby. Like, I was like, there is no way I am dropping the ball on this. I was like, whatever it takes. I think I just, I knew, you know, what a big opportunity it was. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just make this happen. And I don't know how, but we're going to do it. <laughs> so, And you did. And the lack music, of sleep yeah, is la- probably how. Mm-hmm. And the music is just so perfect for it. And then sometimes when we're spotting or um, talking about notes or something, you'll say, oh, maybe we can, you know, put a little of, you know, this instrument here and that'll mm-hmm. get what you want. So are there particular instruments you use a lot on the show that elicit certain emotions? I use, I kind of have what I call the Fantasy Island Band. Ah. So I have, I, I use um several like players quite a lot um, in the season. Um, a woodwind player by the name of Gina Luciani, who she basically plays everything. Um, she plays every single woodwind you could possibly imagine. So it's really nice because like she'll play the ocarina which I think, the ocarina, it's so weird, but it has that sort of otherworldly quality to it. Uh, and that's just, I think that 
cool thing about it, about, you know, the island, um, and I remember you telling me this, you know, probably when we first started chatting about the show, is that it never should feel like any particular place because the island is a magical place. Yes. So that's very freeing, you know. Then I get to pull in a lot of instruments of different backgrounds and places and incorporate them. My big question for you, Genevieve, is how do you, as a music person, manage to handle notes from people like us who are not music people. Like I often feel like we we're not even speaking the right language when we talk about music and yet somehow you're able to translate it. And how do you approach that? (laughs) I feel like it's like emotional synesthesia, to be honest, like (laughs) maybe we just develop that like composers, like over a while of doing it. But like, I was thinking about this, too, uh, when I was thinking about coming on the podcast, because I thought that might be a question that would come up. (laughs) I think what I love about the way that you two communicate with me specifically is often you just go deeper with the character. Like, you're like, no, like, what she's really feeling is this, and then Mm. it's coming from this place, and you kind of, like go deeper with like the scene and the character and like at first if I'm like is it this and you're like it's not really that it's like here's the background it's like you give me background on you know what's going on for them and you know I almost feel like an actor or something so you're like giving me like some backstory (laughs) yeah and I feel like when I get that I sort of just emotionally like know okay I need to just dial this sound in Like, I'll dial the emotion, the chords, the sound of that in just based on, like, what that means to me. So it is a bit nebulous, yes. (laughs) No, it's funny because I feel like the vast majority of our emails to you end with, does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) And then you respond, you're like, yep, got it. I'm like, I don't know how, but she got it. Yeah, no, it does. So true. It so does, though. Yeah. I think the it's actually harder. Oh. Sometimes when people say, I love piano, or they really fixate on a musical thing, you're sort of like, that's great, but, like, what are you trying to accomplish with that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that can actually throw you way off if someone's like, I love piano, and you're like, this? And they're like, yeah. no, that's yeah. not what yeah. I was thinking. They do lots of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Genevieve, you definitely contribute to the magic of Fantasy Island. Uh, we could not do this without you. So thank you for that and for taking our non-musician notes uh, <laughs> and translating them so beautifully every episode. Yes, and we cannot wait for people to hear what you've done in season two because it's just so great. And you like you wrote original songs. There's just so much wonderful, <laughs> yes. wonderful yes, stuff coming. Yes, you wrote coming. some great songs. Anyone who wants to right now go listen, Fantasy Island is on Hulu season one. So you can go listen to all these things that we've been talking about and enjoy the show and Genevieve's beautiful score. Yes. And we will put in our show notes where you can find her on social media as well. Genevieve, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Liz and Sarah. Coming up, we have a Hollywood hack courtesy of Fantasy Island assistant extraordinaire Lauren. But first, this break. Okay, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, which is 
create personalized art as a gift. Yes. Kind of a big idea. But our wonderful assistant on Fantasy Island, Lauren Conascenti, did this for us as a wrap gift. And it was such a surprise and it was so lovely and we get so much joy out of it. We wanted to share. Yes. So Lauren... Part of the this hack is knowing someone who can do this for you. But we're going to tell you who did it for Lauren, and you can contact that person yes. who is amazing. So Lauren had this personalized art made up for us and framed it, and it's absolutely wonderful. So what it is is a representation of Fantasy Island Season 2. So it's me and Liz in the Fantasy Island plane, which is obviously so iconic, on, on either side, it has COVID swabs, since all we do all day long, it seems like, is test for COVID when we're on set. It has the dock. It has turtles because we had to like change a lot of shooting because of protecting endangered turtles who were hatching on the beaches. It has palm trees. It has pelicans because one of our favorite things to do in Puerto Rico is watch the pelicans like dive bomb for fish. Mm -hmm. And then some things that would be spoilers if we mentioned them, so we won't. Yes. And it says, we survived Fantasy Island <laughs> Season 2. And it is just, it brings me so much joy. It really does. And Lauren, I mean, this was her brainwave. And she, of course, provided the artists with these details who then put it all together. And we should mention, Sarah, so the artist who did this, she's also a DP. Yes. Her name is Nauna Kadusanu, and she, um, I believe, is in New York. But for people who would like to hire her, they can DM her on Instagram at Nauna is cool. So that's at N-O-N-A-I-S-C-O-O-L. And then we're also in the show notes, we're going to link to her website if someone would like to look at it. Yes, and we'll post a picture of Nauna's amazing art, but we'll have to put like little circles over the things that are spoilers oh, right. or something. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah, it's just, it's so great because, you know, so many gifts, they're nice in the moment, but they come and go. This is something that we will truly keep forever, I'm guessing. Yes. No, my Violet's children will be like, what was this about Fantasy Island <laughs> season two? Exactly. <laughs> And what's funny is we love swag, show swag. Yes. You know, I cannot get enough. I'm always decked out in various show swag. But that's just like a hat that says Fantasy Island Season 2. But it's not the same as this, which has all these little details, which we might forget in five years. Yes. But as soon as we like look at those swabs on this, we'll remember, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the time of COVID and this happened and that happened and we had to shut down and... And the turtles will remember uh. Mark, our line producer, informing <laughs> us that we had to change all of this night shooting because we have to protect the turtles. And so it's just really like a special thing. And I think yes. you can do this in an affordable way because there's a lot of people out there, Nauna and others, who um, this might be their side hustle or they're just starting out. So it doesn't have to break the bank. Yes. Although I will say, I think Nauna is particularly skilled at this because it's really Agreed. wonderful. <laughs> Agreed. It's, it's fantastic. So thank you, Lauren. And thank you, Nauna. <laughs> And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our special guest, Genevieve Vincent. You can watch season one of Fantasy Island now on Hulu and listen to Genevieve's beautiful music. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Kraft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Chuck, Chuck, can you hear the beeping going on in the background? Oh, is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's me. There's road construction going on. I'm so sorry. I, I can't tell them to stop. Between that and my coughing, <clears throat> it's going to be oh. a very uh, tough episode for Chuck. Yes. Apologies, Chuck. <laughs> no problem. From the Onward Project. <laughs>